Well, that was lovely. Thank you, choir. We're going to go straight to Mark, Keith, if you would, please. We're still in the first chapter of Mark. In this lectionary cycle, it takes forever to get past the first chapter of Mark, and that's okay because we're learning as we go. Today's passage is kind of a jumbled kind of collection of things, and we could talk this morning about uh, Simon's mother-in-law, or we could talk this morning about healing, or we could talk this morning about going off in solitude. So we'll see how it goes, but this is an, it's an odd passage, and the reason that we had all those other scriptures listed today was because I wasn't sure I was going to actually try to tackle it, but we've got it. The, we're still in the first chapter of Mark, starting at the 29th verse. As soon as they left the synagogue, the disciples and Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. And Jesus came and took her hand and lifted her up. And then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought Jesus all who were sick and possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him, just like last week when he muzzled the demon. In the morning, it was, very, it was still very dark, and Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place. There he prayed. Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. Jesus answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus says, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. Verse 38. What's he saying? To proclaim is to announce officially or publicly. So Jesus wants to go elsewhere and proclaim the message also. Anybody see a problem with that based on what we know so far in the first chapter of Mark? Because Jesus wants to go elsewhere and proclaim the message, but if you read the first chapter of Mark, Jesus ain't said nothing yet. There is not a single word of Jesus' proclamation, his preachings, his sermons, yet recorded in the first chapter of Mark. Obviously, Jesus 
considers all the healing and exercising to be part of the public announcement, the proclamation, the proclaiming of the message that he came to deliver, his very purpose to be here. St. Francis is quite famously quoted as saying, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Now, I didn't realize this until recently when I looked it up for this week, but did you know this? There's a big debate in Catholic circles right now about whether or not St. Francis actually said that. You haven't heard that? Okay, good. It's not made its way into our churches. That's good news. It's kind of a silly thing. Um, What did St. Francis actually say? But he is attributed to to having said, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. seems to me that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about proclaiming a message, yet he hasn't spoken a recorded word that we see. What he's doing is he's healing and he's exercising. Now understand a couple of things. First of all, linguistically in Greek... The notion of healing slash exercising and salvation are very closely linked. So to be healed is in some way to be saved. I can understand this. I have, go- I have a new doctor. You all know that I have a chronic illness. I'm a diabetic and I'm a bad one. I have a new doctor sent me to a diabetic educator. It did not go well. And I walked away shaking my head, feeling like there's no hope for me in this disease, that Western medicine, whose mode of treating this is to give you more and more medicine until you either can't tolerate the medicine anymore or you can't afford it anymore, doesn't work. And I hung my head. And it made sense to me that healing and salvation are linked. I would give just about anything to be saved from this disease. And my disease is not nearly as debilitating as some of the things that Jesus was dealing with. You know, people who had demons were completely ostracized from society. Or thought people who were thought to have demons. Certain kinds of illnesses that people had also ostracized them from society. You know, we think COVID is bad because we've been at home for a year, but imagine being at home 
forever. And never thinking that you could see a person. You can understand how healing and salvation can go together. And yet, here we see Jesus proclaiming the message he's come to proclaim, the purpose that he has, seems to be to heal and exercise. Because he ain't talking. I think it'd be cool, right? Like if we could just make a church service where we'd heal people and exercise them and you wouldn't have to listen to me talk. You could just play all day long and we could just sit here and enjoy the music and, you know, go floating off to some ethereal place. That'd be good, don't you think? We don't think that way. But maybe we should. Look, when Jesus goes in and finds Peter's mother-in-law sick in bed, the text says he took her hand and he lifted her up. She was healed. She was saved. That word is the same word in Hebrew that comes when the people are bitten by poisonous snakes and Moses lifts up on a pole a replica of the snakes that if the people look at, they are saved from the poison. The word lifted up is the same word The same word that Jesus uses to lift up Simon Peter's mother-in-law when he heals her is the same word that's used when Jesus is lifted up on a cross for our sakes, for the forgiveness of our sins. But don't miss this one. The same word that is lifted up that Jesus uses when he picks up Simon's mother-in-law and saves her, is the same word that is used when Jesus is lifted up on the cross for the salvation of the sins of many, is the same word that is used when they find the empty tomb. Jesus is lifted up from the grave to bring us eternity. So it makes sense, doesn't it, that healing and salvation are brought together as one that we can see, that we can be lifted up through Jesus, through healing, through forgiveness of our sins, through claiming our place in eternity. Jesus knew what he was doing. Somebody should write that down. That's profound stuff right there. It's good theology. Jesus knew what he was doing. It wasn't a coincidence that he was healing and exercising and not preaching. Healing and exercising were pointing the way to salvation. 
He didn't have to speak a word. He was living the word out. Preaching the gospel and if necessary, using words. Bill Carl was a, is a great homiletician. He was the president at Pittsburgh Seminary for a time. And he's a great storyteller. When he tells his sermons, he tells you all kinds of wonderful stories. And Bill tells a story, tells his story over and over again. Tells the story of he had been to a presbytery meeting. He was tired after the meeting. He stopped at a gas station to get some gas. And he was kind of just sitting in his car, you know, tired from the day. And this little old African-American woman came up to him and uh, started talking to him. And she said, well, honey, you don't look good. You look like you've had a hard day. And he said, oh, I have. I had a bad day. And just been awful and bleh. And she says, well, are you Bill Carl? And he says, well, yes, ma'am, I am. And as he tells the story in his great storytelling way, he says, and then my mind drifted away to the fact that I'm on television preaching to 60,000 people every Sunday morning in the central uh, Texas area and people know my name because of my books and people know that I run the First Presbyterian Church of Dallas which is one of the largest churches in the city and she knew who I was and I said to her yes ma'am I am Bill Carl how do you know that and she says well it's written right there on your name tag And she says, that name tag says something about church on it. Are you a church man? Are you a child of God, Bill Carl? And he says, well, yes, ma'am, I am. And she says, well, then act like it. Well, then act like it. Jesus is acting out. The message he proclaimed, he came to proclaim. His very purpose to lift people up in healing for salvation. Our takeaway today very easily could be from St. Francis. Preach the gospel always, and if necessary, use words. Could also just as easily be from a little old African-American woman in a gas station somewhere in central Texas. Are you a child of God? Then act like it. Thanks be to God. Amen.